Thank you for downloading the Grove City Vineyard Sermon Podcast. Enjoy today's message. What a beautiful sound. <laughs> amen, amen. Good morning, church. It is so good to be with church family this morning, isn't it? Yes. Amen. Well, my right. name is Christian Root, and I, I serve as the associate pastor here at the Vineyard. Again, it is so good to be with you all today. And, and this morning, I have just one announcement for us, and that is this, that, that because of the seriousness of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic unfortunately all groups and ministries will be postponed here at the vineyard uh, until further notice and, and this includes the been around ministry dinner that was going to uh, occur this Friday night we, we understand church that this is this is quite the loss for for many of us and so we're just going to keep praying together as a church that uh, that God would break in and that uh, that we can open everything up once again all right well this is the the time in our our service where we're going to take up our tithes and offerings we won't be passing around baskets but if you have a a smartphone with you you can point your camera on the qr code located on your worship sheet and you'll be directed to a website in which you can give And, and if the previous sentence that i just uttered sounds like absolute portuguese to you and you have no idea what that means then you can just head to gcvineyard.org and click on the giving tab and from there you'll be able to give and if you're looking for the least technological way to to give your tithes and offerings you can certainly mail in a check this week at any time all right well if you are visiting with us this week let me just encourage you if you're visiting with us if you have a different church home let me encourage you this week to to continue giving to your home church so we're so thankful that you're here we're so thankful that you joined us but if you have a different church home we're we're just going to ask that you continue to give there because certainly your church needs it And, and then lastly if you call vineyard church your home if this is your place of worship we just want to encourage you to continue to, to give generously. Certainly, as you might imagine, our local and, and our, our global financial commitments continue whether or not our doors are open. And so again, we just encourage you to give generously. All right, let's, let's pray, church. Jesus, we thank you for the, the gift of being able to, to gather today. What a gift it is to be with brothers and sisters. Even, even if we cannot talk to them physically, we see faces. We know that we are, are with brothers and sisters who are in one accord, who love you, Jesus, who want to serve you, who want to see your kingdom come. And I pray that you would use these tithes and offerings. God, we know that there, there's just so many people suffering around this world right now. Would you use these tithes and offerings for your glory? In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 As we were uh, praying through the service, one of the parts that we did not want to leave out were the kids. So uh, this song we're going to sing next. There we go. Some honks. Yeah. Uh, this one is for the kids. And then Miss Heather's going to share a little kids moment um, for for you all. Um, so uh, kids, Miss Heather's going to be sitting up here. She's going to be doing motions. And she's going to be sitting down to kind of help you understand how to do these motions in the car. 
If you know the song, sing out as every move I make. And there's a part in the song, pretty early, where I ask you to strike a pose, and everyone can strike a pose at that part. It's just not for the kids. This song's a lot of fun. Here we go. Every move I make, every move I make, I make You make me move, Jesus. Every breath I take, I breathe. Strike a pose. Amen. Church, let's give the Lord praise this morning. so much fun yeah when this is over I want to do this like this all the time okay thank you Chase that was awesome good morning guys I am so excited to see so many of you here this is awesome but I want you guys all of my kids listen up I want you guys to hear something every day every day I pray for each and every one of you every day I am praying for your families and for you. So I want you to know that. But today I want to talk about a story from the Bible. And it's about Noah. And I know that you guys have heard the story of Noah a million times in class. But as I was reading in Genesis this week, there's something about the story of Noah that caught my attention. And that was they were kind of quarantined, weren't they? Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives they were all in this big boat, this ark, together with all kinds of animals. And God had told him to, to, to get on the ark, but he didn't tell him if he was ever going to get off. Noah had to trust, right? Noah had to trust God and have faith that one day he would get off that ark. And I know in the Bible it says that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. But you know what? That wasn't how long they were on the ark. You guys, they were on the ark for more than 150 days. That is more than five months. Everybody say, wow. Wow. Right? Now, the other thing I noticed while I was reading Genesis is that it doesn't say anything about how these guys did while they were on the ark. All that time on the ark, it doesn't say... Did they fight? Did they always get along? It doesn't say anything like that. So I have to imagine that God made Noah and his family, right? And God made us. So I'm sure that they're going through, or they went through, a lot of the same emotions we go through. Sadness, frustration, anger, anxious, fear, all of those things. I'm sure that Noah and his family went through. And so then I got to thinking, what were ways that they would solve those feelings? How would they deal with those feelings cooped up on a big boat? And I thought, you know what? They didn't have electronics. They didn't have TV. They didn't have iPads or iPods or, or Kindles. But I can imagine that they probably spent a lot of time praying and worshiping and talking to one another. So that's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys this week when you're getting afraid or scared or nervous or anxious, I want you guys to pray together as a family. Parents, I want you to listen to your children's prayers. Listen to them because from their prayers you will hear their heart. You will hear what, they, what they're most afraid of, what they're looking forward to, the things that you can do 
to help them through this scary time. Noah and his family, their, their schedules were shaken up big time. But God sent a promise. What was the promise? It was a rainbow, right? So we know that God's not going to flood the earth again. Thank you, Jesus. But Noah didn't know that that promise was coming. Again, he had to trust and have faith. Parents, I want you to know that I've also noted that Noah did not have to board that boat with a bunch of children. Okay? Animals and grown adult sons. Okay? No children. I just need that to be duly noted. You guys, I am certain that Noah and his family had their moments when they didn't get along. They got frustrated with one another. They maybe got into a fight with us, with one another. But at the end of the day, they had faith and they trusted God. And so I'm going to ask all of my kids, I want you to do that for me. I want you to have faith and I want you to trust God. I want you to know that no matter what, you are not in this alone. You have a family who loves you. You have grown-ups in your life who love you and care for you. And if you feel like you don't have one of those in your life, you have me. No matter what, you have me. Guys, I want you to know too that it will end, I promise. This will, this will come to an end. God is with you and he is listening to your prayers. And I want you to take this time to grow closer to God. Families, I want you to start new traditions, new normals. Shake it up a bit. This week I'm going to download some songs on a G drive that I'm going to send out in an email to all of you parents. It'll have worship songs on it that have hand motions that the kids and I have been doing for years. In the Grove, you can use those at home to worship together as a family. If you're not getting my emails, you can also go to our website, gcvineyard.org, and you can click on my profile picture there, and it'll email me. And so then I can send you an email. I'm also going to be hosting a Facebook Live event every night this week, starting at 7 o'clock. You'll get a front row seat into what the Fleck House is doing on a daily basis. If anything, you will get some serious laughs and it'll make you feel really good about yourselves. I'm just saying. Okay? But we're going to let you in on how we're coping with all of these changes and let you see what we're doing. And parents, I want you to watch it with your kids. I want you to be a part of it because if they have questions, you can type those out in that um, Facebook Live event and one of my kids is going to read the questions to me so I can answer them for you and for your kids. You guys, I can't tell you how blessed I am to see so many faces here this morning. I just want you to know that I love you and that Jesus loves you and we will be together again someday. Morning church. They asked me to change mics because apparently they said my voice didn't sound very good over this mic when I was singing. I said, it's not the mic. What, when you want to laugh, just toot. Just a, just, just a toot, not a big long blast, just to give me some feedback, okay? Man, am I ever glad to see you guys. You guys look great. 
can't believe that we're out here doing this. Um, it's really been such an incredible, incredible time for, for us all, I know. But uh, I'd just like for you to enjoy each other's company for a second. Would you just take a second and without rolling your windows down, just look at the people next to you and just wave crazy like, just wave crazy like and tell them that you're glad, that, glad to see them, all right? That's your fellowship this morning. And I'm certainly glad to see you. I, I decided I think I like this side a little better. I'm sorry. I believe, believe I like this side a little better. I, I think it's because I like people from the north. Did you get that? That's a way homer, okay? Hey, uh, I'm excited to see you guys. I'm excited to have worship. I'm also excited for one more thing. I think this will be the first time in 27 years that I will not get an email complaining about the volume of the service, right? Because that's kind of all up to you, right? <laughs> okay. Well, it's tough when I can't really hear you guys. Note to self. Second service. Don't do that part. Okay. Wilson. You guys need some good news, don't you? You guys came for some good news. Came for some good news. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Because in all the news that you've been processing, do I ever have some news for you? Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 28. The Bible says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those He predestined, He also called. And those He called, He also justified. Those He justified, He also glorified. What shall we say then in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen, church? Amen. He who did not spare His own Son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or COVID or sword? Is that in your translation? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, here we go, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news. That's the good news for today. I don't have time to do a lot of context and stuff. We're not exactly sure how long you're willing to sit in your cars this morning. But I want to point out four things real quickly from this passage. First of all, God is still at work. God is still working. It says that in verse 28, it says that God works together. And therefore, we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. That God, even in this, is working out something good. 
that our God is a working God and he's still at work. That our God is a working God. He worked in creation. He worked in six days of creation and then he rested. And Jesus Christ, his son, did the work of the sacrifice on the cross. And it was a finished work. But he's a working God. And God isn't done working. He's not done working in your life. Take this as good news, beloved, that you can, you can see God work in your life in the midst of this crisis. That God is still a working God. Keep going to him with your prayers, with your needs, with your fears, with your anxieties. Because our God is a working God. Second, I want you to notice that there's an excellent question in this passage in verse 31. What shall we say in response to this? Here's the question. If God is for us, who can be against us? If That's the question, right? If God is for us, who can be against us? Because it raises an issue, and the issue is, what is the real issue that's going on right now? Is the real issue the virus? Is the real, is the real issue the, the COVID, the disease? No, the real issue, we can see it, is fear. The issue is fear. As we look at our society, we see that people are responding in fear. And that's the real issue. Remember, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. The real issue is fear. Why are the shelves clearing? Because of fear. People are afraid and they're responding in fear. Now as an aside, what is it with this toilet paper thing, people? What is going on with the toilet paper? I mean, come on. Some of you have been to India with me, right? There are 1.3 billion people who live in India, and more than half of them don't use toilet paper. Hello? What is it with it? Somehow they're getting along just fine. What is it? And why, why would toilet paper go to the top of the list of things that we have to have? You know you can improvise, right? I mean, I'm not going to get specific or anything, but you can improvise. Why toilet paper when you can improvise? I mean, what should be at the top of our list? I think like Cool Ranch Doritos should be at the top. You can't improvise Doritos, right? I mean, I saw people taking toilet paper. I went and bought a case of cheese puffs. I can't make those at home. Hello? What's the real issue here? The real issue, the real issue is fear. Fear, we're afraid. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. So the key here is to dwell in the love of God in the midst of this. Yes. We don't need to fear this virus, and we do not need to respond in fear. We respond in faith. Are we cautious? Of course we're cautious. We're not stupid, right? But we found a way, haven't we? Yeah. We found a way. Praise God. We'll not be ruled by our fear. Now listen, I need to bring something to you that's pretty serious. And I'd love to just be able to be light-hearted this morning. But as I was praying through this message and what I should share with you this morning, this is, a, this is something I think I'm supposed to bring to you. And it's, it's the words of Jesus. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, Do not be afraid of what can kill the body, but be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. 
You can see why I didn't really want to go there this morning. That's a very stark word. These are the words of Jesus. So don't be afraid of the one who can kill the, the body. But be afraid of the one who can destroy the body and the soul in hell. Now that doesn't mean we, as Christians, live in cowering fear of God. Of course not, because in Christ there's no fear. But if you don't know Christ today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, don't be afraid of this virus. That's the least of your worries. And so I'm just going to ask you, beloved, if you're here to be listening to this right now, and you, you, you realize, I don't know Christ. They're right there in your car, right there where you sit. You can ask Christ into your life. You can invite Him to come and be your Savior and to be your Lord. And you can be released from this fear of what happens next. Because you know when you get heaven all taken care of, the rest of it doesn't really matter that much. Amen, church? Amen. Okay, listen now. Number three. It's time for the church to conquer. Verse 37. It says we are, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. It's time for the church to conquer. Listen, the church is always meant to be victorious. The church is always meant to be victorious. We are victorious right now. We are not being pushed around by a virus, are we? Now, this, is, this isn't a gimmick, what we're doing, and we're not being sort of passive-aggressively rebellious. We have elected officials and they have given direction and we are not in any violation of any of that direction. But I'm just saying that it's time for the church to be victorious in this. It's time for the church to set the example that we will not be frightened into, into isolation. Because that's the fourth thing you want to see in this passage is that nothing can separate us from the love of God. That the, I don't know what your theology on the whole virus thing is what's behind it. That's kind of that's, that's kind of a big question. But I do know this about it, that the devil's plan in this virus is to separate us, is to separate us, is to separate believers. Why does he want to separate us? Because he knows the scripture that says, wherever two or more come together in my name, there am I among them. And because he said, if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it'll be done for you by my Father in heaven. That frightens me. But it's time, it's time for the church to be, to rise up and be victorious in the midst of all of this. Beloved, I, I am going to endeavor to wisely use a sinful word. Probably makes you nervous when you hear me say I'm about to say a sinful word. But the word is pride. Because I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of, of a staff that will say, well, of course we can have church in the parking lot. I'm so proud of people who call and say, what can we do? So many of you have called, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? I'm so proud of people who come out yesterday afternoon and Help me turn a hay wagon into a platform. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of Roman who's figuring out a sound system with radio signal. Hello. Come on. And I'm so proud of you for the way that you're taking care of each other. 
and I'm proud of you for the way that you're taking care of the world. You're asking me all the time, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And I'm so proud of you because you know this is church. This is still church. I'm so proud of you that, that we can run the flag up the pole and go, well, I don't know. If we're not supposed to be in contact with each other, let's just stop in the parking lot. And then you guys are like, yeah! And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for setting an example. Because I don't have Facebook, you know that. And uh, I don't really know what this means, but I'm taking it as a good thing that we're blowing up on Facebook. I don't know what that means. Blowing up. Blowing up usually means something bad in my world, but I guess we're blowing up on Facebook. That's good. You know, if this puts, beyond this parking lot, if this puts a word of encouragement into another believer's heart, praise God. And if, and if, and if, this, puts, if this puts a stirring in a seeker's heart, praise God, right? I can't tell you how proud I am of you. Father, I pray, Father, for this church this morning. What were you thinking, Lord, when you called us together? What were you thinking when you saw this cornfield? What were you thinking, Lord? You saw this before we ever needed to see it. You saw this, Lord, before we ever could. And I just pray now, Father, for healing on this church. I pray I claim the blood of Jesus on every person's physical health right now. I pray the blood of Jesus to just be poured out and bring healing wherever there's sickness, protection against disease. Oh, God, come now. And not just virus stuff. We have so much faith in this parking lot right now. I pray for the healing of cancers and heart disease, and kidney failures. I pray for every disease. I pray for healing to move in this parking lot now. And I pray for provision. I pray for provision, Lord, that you'll provide for your, your church. I just lay claim to the scripture that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread that no one will go without during this time, that this church will just continue to be mobilized by your spirit, Lord, just to love and care for one another. Father, I love this church. I pray the outpouring of your blessing on this place now. Church, let's sing. for those in our midst who are struggling with fear right now. So I ask in Jesus' name that you would draw close to anyone and everyone here who is struggling with anxiety because of our time, struggling with fear. Cast out a spirit of fear out of this place in Jesus' name. Please come against any, any fear that is, is not of you, Lord. Any anxiety, God, about the future, any stress about finances, about family, about health. I ask in Jesus' name that you would draw close, that you would bring your peace. 
that you would increase our trust in you. That you would remind us once again that as you have been faithful to us in the past, you're just going to continue, Jesus, to be faithful to us moving forward. We trust you. We trust you. We trust you. We just affirm right now, collectively together, Jesus, that we trust you. We thank you that you are good. you right now and we just praise you and we thank you god i just ask now that you would just cover each and every one of these cars with your protection you would cover these families that you would just that your spirit would just resonate in the hearts of each one of the children in these cars lord that you would bind these families together that you would draw them closer to you and closer together lord that you would distinguish any thoughts of or feelings of fear or anxiety lord that you would just cover them you would give them a sense of hope and of peace and joy lord may your joy abound throughout these homes in the days to come lord lord i just thank you and i praise you for each family here today and i just ask that you would be with them as they leave Before you go, some of you are asking right now, what are we going to do next week? We have no idea. We'll let you know. Be sure to stay tuned to the website, to our Facebook page. I guess we have one. And uh, just, just stay tuned. Who knows? We had no idea we were going to do this until Wednesday. So we're just waiting on the Lord and following his leading. Stay tuned. But I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to be afraid. And we're not, we're not going to be separated from the love of God. And in just a minute, you're going to do this for me. You're going to leave in such an orderly Christian fashion, right? You're not leaving the hockey game.